0: Welcome to the Guildhall School Events Podcast. I'm Sean Gregory, Director of Creative Learning at the Guildhall School and Barbican Centre. The Guildhall School Head of Jazz, Martin Hathaway, is giving a concert as part of the Faculty Artist Series on Thursday the 29th of October. I spoke to Martin early this week and began
1: by asking him
0: what he'd be performing on the night.
1: We are um, playing a mixture of my pieces, which... Um some of them date back to almost twenty years ago, so some are old favorites for me um personally um so i hope i hope they've matured <laughs> in some ways um and I hope I can play on them rather well um and then some of them are, are much more recent compositions um i've started i i've 've had a bit of um a lull, I think, in some of my compositional work over the last few years, and I, I haven't spent as much time as I would have liked composing. And um, so, various circumstances in my life over the last year or so have, have got me back into writing music again and experimenting. And um, it's been a, it's been a very enjoyable process, I think. And um, so, we're going to try some of those new pieces. So, it's a little bit of the old. And a little bit of the new
0: great well, I know you're you're very busy knowing how busy you are. do you actually still get time to compose and perform alongside your current role as head of jazz that's a
1: very good question <laughs> it's di- it's been difficult it's difficult to to balance sometimes it's difficult to juggle, especially when there's lots on here at the school because um, you just find the time slips away and one one day and one week suddenly merges into the next week, um, but it's it's something that I've been very aware of ever since I've been a teacher at the Guild. One I think ever since I've been teaching is to try and get a good balance between my performing career and my teaching career and family life and everything else that you have to that you have to juggle, and I think sometimes the balance is. It, I think it just depends on what I've been doing um, sometimes there's more focus on, on the teaching side of things and workshops and if I haven't got many gigs on but um, I think it's very very easy for it has been easy for me to, to, to have my own projects on the back burner um, and that's something I'm active, actively trying to, to change um, and get out there a bit more get some more gigs and um, try and improve my performing profile nationally and internationally um, because it is important to to maintain your profile as a practitioner in your field of expertise. Well, I think that's a great marker for all of us.
0: And do you think it's important that music professors at the school continue to develop their professional playing and composing? I mean, does this bring something new to your own teaching and things like that?
1: absolutely i think if you're you've you've got to be a, a, a practitioner and i think the one helps the other really um because you have to i mean e- even in the classes you're talking about the process of of playing particularly in the world of jazz being creative and being artistic um so it's something that you're actually thinking about and discussing with the students all the time um so it, it is there in the front of your mind, in the forefront of your mind all the time. Um, and it is, of course, absolutely imperative that you can demonstrate to the students that you can actually do it. Yeah, <laughs> um, you, you've got to lead by example. Hmm. And so just just sometimes playing or doing some exercises in the classes with the students, and obviously opportunities like um, this concert that's coming up is is a good opportunity to show people that i can still do the business i'm sure you can i've heard you can anyway
0: <laughs> uh, and talking of students you studied at the guild school yourself and then you came on to teach here what do you think is particularly special about the jazz program at the guild hall and have you seen things develop or change over the last few years
1: um well the program i think has been a very special one um particularly the development of the undergraduate program. When I was here as a student, which is over 20 years ago, um, we I was one of the, the guinea pigs, really, of, of of a new course which allowed people with a specialism in jazz to come in on the general BMAS program. Um, so I had split first study lesson time with a classical saxophone teacher, He was John Hall, and and jazz saxophone. I was studying with Don Rendell at that time. Um, and I think in possibly in those days you're expected to be a virtuoso in all areas. Um, so it was very challenging. Um, I think the reality is that you... The course, what we try to do with the course now is that we accept that students who come in on the jazz programme have their specialism in jazz, but we want them to have a very broad... Approach to their music making, um, and everything that they do, hopefully informs everything that they do. Obviously, not any of their jazz work, but uh, anything else that they find. Um, so, it's been I think it's been a very very exciting program. A lot of a lot of things to do with the syllabus and what we expect of the students and what we ask them to do have changed uh, over the years. Um, most they, they get to do some more jazz-specific things that that they didn't do in the early years, but I think I think there's still a lot of broadness within the program to to make for some very exciting music making for these young people, and most important of all, to to make them available for work when they leave. Um, and that I think that's the most exciting thing of all about that particular program is that when the students leave here they can follow a very clear artistic path if they have one at that stage but they can also get themselves involved in any other field whether it's teaching or workshops or or whatever it may not even necessarily be so jazz specific but they have the tools to survive as professional musicians I think that's very exciting Um, the postgrad programme has changed a lot Um, because I think that just the nature of jazz education, certainly at that level, has changed somewhat. Um, again, when I did, when I came to the Guildhall first in 1987, um, postgraduate course here was one of the first jazz courses to actually be set up in this country. So, um, a lot of people gravitated towards that course and the level was extremely high. um. What I've discovered now is that students are studying jazz uh, at a slightly younger age and more at undergraduate level, Um, so we're seeing possibly less people studying at postgraduate level, Um, and sometimes the the standard of some of those people at entry has been a little bit variable, but um, I think at the end of the day it's a good... It's a good thing. We're, we're taking less, slightly less students on the postgraduate course than in previous years, but we're now trying to get the very, very best students who are gen- what I would describe as genuine postgraduate students. They've possibly done four years of jazz study at undergraduate level somewhere else, and they're they're coming to us to hone their skills and be at the very, very top of the tree.
0: That's an interesting challenge where you you've got two cohorts, two distinctive communities, undergraduates who've worked with you for four years in the way you're describing that's and right. postgraduates, many of whom have come from outside yeah. with, with variable
1: experiences That's it, I think possibly that's the way that some other postgraduate programmes are going just outside of jazz is that we will see some students who are very, very experienced in jazz already, mm-hmm. um, but we also have some students who have general good all-round skills but are perhaps coming Mm-hmm. Coming to jazz or, or to study jazz formally for the first time. And we have some very difficult decisions to make sometimes as to who we're going to select. You know, are we selecting very advanced jazz students to come in on that course, or are we selecting very, very good musicians who are perhaps slightly newer to jazz? And so I think sometimes that's a tough one to, to call because mm-hmm. we obviously want people to come and study here.
0: We've seen an, a few collaborative projects now across the Centre for Creative and Professional Practice, um, and you've been involved with a number of these, a couple of outstanding examples, I think, with the George Martin project, yeah. your memorable spoon playing, along with <laughs> some so more much. conventional MD responsibilities, <laughs> but also um, some wonderful improvisation projects you've led, not only involving jazz students, but music therapy and leadership. And, and musicians, obviously, from the classical domain as well, um, is this the sort of thing you 'd like to see more of happening? Um, does collaboration come easily to jazz musicians
1: I, th- I, I, I think it does I think it does I like to think that it that it always has done um, because I think jazz musicians have always been well my experience of jazz musicians is that they are. Extremely flexible people, extremely flexible musicians, and very open-minded, um, and also incredibly knowledgeable about all kinds of music, all different styles of music, um, and that openness is something that um, reflects in in the way that these people can work. You can, I think, you know, jazz musicians can work with anybody.
0: But in terms of the centre and those sort of cross-departmental, cross-genre types of projects, there is a value in those for jazz musicians. Because I think often it can be seen that those going through the so-called more traditional, formal routes of particularly the notation in their training, like classical, you know, that it's naturally liberating to start to play with improvisation or working on group creativity in other ways. But these are pretty central to what a jazz musician's life is about. Is there... what? What's there that's a value to the jazz musician when starting to work with other musical cultures and approaches? Well, that is a that
1: is a good question. I mean, there there are some students that I've worked with, and I can in fact I can remember when we first started doing some of these collaborative projects years ago. Yeah, um, I was leading or co-leading some of those workshops, and we did have some of our students who were a little bit. Uh, they were some some of them were a bit inflexible. And um, there are some there are some jazz musicians who are a little bit snooty about working with people who are perhaps don't have any jazz skills or are very new to jazz. Um, and actually, what what I found was that it that it actually broadened the jazz musician's approach. You know, it's very easy to as I think with any creative music to sometimes get stuck in a rut. Um, and what it did for some of those slightly snotty students was to actually broaden their approach, and realise that you know there are there are different ways there are different ways of improvising. You know, it doesn't always have to be jazz vocabulary or jazz orientated you know, it, in the traditional sense of of jazz. Mm-hmm. Just getting together with people and and playing some music, it doesn't have to. Even in improvisation, it doesn't necessarily have to have a jazz vocabulary in terms of the. The t- traditional jazz, straight-ahead jazz, bebop, say. Um, so you, you you know you need to have, in order to work with anybody, you, you need to have a flexible approach. Um, as I was saying earlier, I think that most of our students have that. Um, but you know there have been times where I've come across some people that actually don't have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they possibly feel intimidated sometimes by working with. People that come from a different uh, musical experience mm. and because it's because improvisation's often involved in a lot of these collaborative projects the jazz musicians t- attempt to stamp their authority on the proceedings but but sometimes in in a bad way in, a, in an inflexible way mm. um, so I think that's where that's, that's the very exciting thing about the collaborative projects that we have done it 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 creates something new and you can you can have musicians from. And, and not just musicians, which, as we know, we've, had, we've worked with actors and we've worked with dancers mm-hmm. and you can create a completely new experience, a new event, yeah. um, which is just it's very, very exciting and rewarding for, for everyone involved.
0: So you've got um, some of your jazz students taking part in the London Jazz Festival later this term. What kind of opportunities does this bring them?
1: well i think it's it's it, many good reasons for for being involved um with Sirius who help us org- uh, organize the london london jazz festival um it it obviously gives our students an opportunity to work with some of the very very best players in the world um whoever happens to be visiting at the time um We've got we've got some nice plans for our, for November. We're working with uh, Christine Tobin and Phil Robson, who incidentally are two alumni. Both Phil and Christine have become two of the most recognised jazz musicians. Well, certainly in Europe, and um, and they've they've also spread their wings internationally um, since I first met them. Um, so we're going to be doing some some new music with them. They've they've got some some of their own arrangements that they're going to bring to us. And we're also going to get some of the students to write some new music for them. Um, so obviously just the, and the opportunity to be working with them is going to be incredibly exciting. Um, and then, of course, from a promotional point of view for, for us, for the school, for the jazz department, to, to be seen to be involved in these kinds of projects on the London stage in the London Jazz Festival is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a very important springboard for the students themselves, for the future, for their own development and their own gigs and their own, promoting their own bands if they have them. And, as I say, it's very good for us and for, for, the, for the school and the, and the jazz department to, to show that, you know, that we can produce music uh, of the very, very highest quality and that we're going to attract uh, the, the very best players from from the world to come and come and work with us when, when we do the festival each year. So, long may our association with the London Jazz Festival and Sirius continue.
0: Here, here. And finally, what are your hopes for students graduating from the jazz program? What sort of work do they go on and do?
1: Well, as we said earlier. Uh, a lot of them have a very clear vision of what they want to do, some of them form their own groups whilst they're here, they're working on their own music, or they've got their own particular spin on, on what they want to do and that work has already begun whilst they've been students and then they've just gone out into the profession and continued on that path. Um, there's been a number of students, particularly from the undergraduate course, um, people like Tom Challenger, Robin Fincher, um, George Fogel, uh, Tom Farmer, people who have graduated in the last few years who have worked together a lot. They've, they've, they've formed their own collective, so these the, the collectives of young jazz musicians in London. One's called the Loop Collective, which Robin Finker runs. And there's another one called the Fire Collective, um, which was led by, which is led by Barak Schmall, who was a student at the Academy mm. years ago. Um, and those groups contain a lot of young London-based jazz musicians, people that have studied at the London Music Colleges and have, have graduated. And they have a very, very clear idea of what they want to do musically. They've also got very, very good business skills... Um, the people who are involved in those organisations are—they're at the heart of everything to do with those with those programmes. So they're setting up their own gigs, they're learning how to promote the gigs, um, and they're of course, obviously, excellent performers themselves and practitioners. So, and it's created incredibly strong jazz community. It's—it's a—it's a very exciting time, I think, to be. A jazz musician in London, particularly a young jazz musician, because there's a lot of really, really creative music going on, and there's some outstanding playing. The 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 standard of the the young players is frightening. Mm -hmm. They are so good, and that's why we have to keep up as well. Well, (laughs) It goes back to your earlier question. You know, we we have to keep up with Mm. the with the times, otherwise, we ourselves as performers. Of a, of a slightly older generation, and, and teachers will, could, could quite easily get lost. Mm-hmm. So we need, we need to keep up with them. So it's, it's, it's beneficial to us all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have students who perhaps aren't so... They don't have uh, perhaps a, such a clearer vision of what they want to do yet uh, uh, in terms of performing, um, or some of them perhaps prefer to go into teaching Side of things, leading workshops or peripatetic teaching, some of the traditional musical uh, routes that people go down once they've left. And again, referring back to what we said earlier, the students that leave this school have a whole variety of skills available to them um, to be proficient in a variety of different areas. Mm-hmm. So you now our students can go into workshops, schools. They can teach different kinds of music, give people different musical experiences, they can they can teach jazz, they can teach classical music, they can teach anything really. Um, so our students, the majority of them, do go into the profession in some area, whether it be performing or, or teaching or a combination. Um, some of them do go into session work, some of them go into recording or producing, some of them go into music administration. There are so many different areas that you can go into um, and still be working in the musical sphere as a professional musician. We, we do give our students the skills and it does work. Um, there are very, very few students that have been under my wing that i can think of that have that are doing something outside of music i think every everyone's got something and they've found their own niche some people find it straight away mm-hmm. some people find it a few years later and of course things change um but they they do have the skills and i think that's the most important thing yeah that's, that's wonderful and i
0: Going back to some of the names you were mentioning earlier, you know their their qualities as jazz musicians, as you described, yeah, you know, sort of really top level. Um, but they they have a holistic quality to them as well. I yes. think, you know, both a portfolio of skills, but actually an outlook in terms of yeah. what they have to offer society as musicians in every sense of the word. And knowing that some of them have been out to Africa collaborating with musicians and. You know, you talked about London and particularly East London. I think where a lot of these collectives yes, are based and the right. links to the vortex. And a lot of your graduates are sort of pioneers and quite central to a lot of those developments. They are. I think that's it. very. That's absolutely absolutely right. Yeah. Of course, we have an exciting collaboration with the Barbican and Lincoln Jazz Centre next year with Mr. Winton Marcellus. We do.
1: Probably the most famous, mention... yes, the most famous jazz musician in the world, Winter Marsalis. Yes, extremely exciting event next June, and uh, we really look forward to seeing him and working with him. Watch this space. Absolutely.